This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. of Forever Bristol City podcast. The season is coming to its end like a uh, egg timer. The grains of sand, there's only three grains of sand left. And in some respects, the end of the season can't come uh, soon enough, really, because the final score at Bramall Lane last night, it finished uh, Sheffield United 1, City 0. I've entitled this episode Rinse and Repeat because it really was like the Watford uh, game. We silenced the... uh, home crowd in the first half with a spirited performance without um, really threatening the keeper too much. But then in the second half, uh, they up the game as you'd expect them to and uh, a moment of brilliance and, uh, well, a moment of skill in front of goal. And uh, that was it, 1-0. Joining me uh, this morning are uh, Ian and Mark. I'll start with you, Ian. I use the term rinse and repeat. I think that's a fair comment. Your initial overview thoughts of the game. <laughs> Well, it summed up Bristol City's season and it was when people say, well, 10 points more and we'd be in contention for the playoffs. Were those 10 points of the six we dropped against Sheffield United, having outplayed them twice, and the five we dropped against Watford, uh, having outplayed them twice. So that's the problem. The overarching problem is we can't score goals. We've scored 34 goals in 35 games. And the other problem is the same problem as most weeks when we are somewhat unsuccessful. So the crossing's poor, the final ball's poor, lack of composure in the penalty area in the final third, zero shots from outside the box, free free kicks, awful set pieces poor, and you're not going to start scoring goals again um, if you uh, if you play like that. We haven't no. got any power and any strength in the final third. And we need to address that in the summer. Okay, fair enough. Mark, your uh, thoughts. Rinse and repeat. We've heard it all before. I think you put an alarming statistic in front of me just before we went live. And that is uh, six blanks in the last seven away games. which uh, sort of backs up what Ian was saying. But your overview thoughts of the game. Yeah, and... Sheffield United were nervy in the first half and we took advantage of that. We passed the ball around slickly in two-thirds of the pitch. We were aggressive where it mattered. We created chances, but when we got into the final third, we were like headless chickens. No composure, a tendency to cross the ball early to, to nobody. Uh, they're back free, uh, you know, cope, cope with that really easily. And... We only had, we had one shot on target in the first half, a, a juggle from from Harry Cornick, where he was a bit unlucky to, not to get control of the ball and, and put it straight straight to Davis. But all our hard work was ruined uh, by you know poor passing, the final third, poor decision making. It was just rushed, rushed score schoolboy errors all yeah. the time when we just needed somebody to put their foot on the ball pass and move the ball we didn't have runners we just kept trying to trying to uh, play play crosses into the box to no one 
and really all the effort was wasted as we tired at the end of the game and we got sucked in in you know looking at it and die trying to defend when there was a when there was a runner on uh, I'd love to have seen Cal Naismith for 10 minutes, somebody could have passed the ball. Uh, the other guy who could, who could pass and move, Scott, was very poor imitation of the usual Alex Scott when he came yeah. on. Well, we're talking it about, another, we're talking it about was him. another wasted trip. Six, uh, you know, six scoreless games in the last seven away is, is, is poor. We've got yeah. to sort something out. And well, people say we've got no, no problems with the strikers. We've got big problems. We got big problems, and as we said in the podcast at the weekend, we got we we're back in the typical Bristol City. We got quantity, but we haven't got quality. We've got no quality. Well, no, but we've got we've got we'll talk about that in a moment. I mean, the worrying thing, I say, the worrying thing for me, you know, it's ten games since the Man City game, right? Ten league games since the Man City game, and you know, we were in a you know that run. We've had two good runs, start the season and early in the new. But the ten games since the Man City game. One, two, drawn three, lost five, you know, nine points from 10 games, you know. And yet again, you know, as Ian's just said, you know, with the um, the, the, the matches, 10, 10 more points and we'd be on the verge of the playoffs. You pick the, the Sheffield United two games and the Watford two games. That's where most of it is. It is fine margins, but our form has dropped off. Um, Ian, uh, start with you with the start lineup at the moment with the injuries and what have you. The team sort of picks itself but he kept an unchanged lineup um but it was a strong bench it was the youngsters the the defensive youngsters that uh was it Lisa and Lowe got left off so only had one if you can call it that recognized defender the, the, the answer to your question is no it, it wasn't the right thing to do to pick an unchanged side and it didn't pick itself there you go all right fair but enough so that question if you look at I as you know I always tweet you a team that I think you will play yeah. on Twitter and I had Scott in for Vyman and a new front three. So Conway mm. down the middle, Mametti on the right, uh, Mametti on the left, and Sykes on the right. So why didn't you do that? If I, if I hear one person say on Saturday, oh, well, you know, we, we've played three games in eight days and uh-huh. there's some tiredness out there, I'll scream. Yeah. I'll, in fact, I won't. I'll explode. Well, the thing is, to, but why why doesn't he, Ian? Because we get, I mean, Dave Febbs on Oten said I was talking crap with what I said at the weekend, right? Well, you know, yeah, I, I, only talk, I might talk crap, but I want what's best for Bristol City, yeah? And why is this happening? You know, we can all see Vyman isn't a shadow of the player that he was. And as you say, Ian, lot, there were opportunities to shake it up and he didn't take them, did he? Well, it, it's not so much shake it up, Dave, it's freshen it up. Yeah. He got a chance to play Scott from the start. He's obviously fit. Um, whereas Naismith, you can't really play from the start, although I think he might start against Rotherham because he, he ain't fit. The last the, the substitute introductions I've seen, he didn't he looked about 70% fit. Yeah. So Scotty, you could have played uh Conway, Sykes, and Mimetti refreshes daisies. So why yeah. not start then? Um then after the game. He throws the sun. Well, let's talk about. I want to spend a second session talking about what he had to say after yeah. the game. Um, Mark, let me come to you on the team. You know, Ian said it's not shaking up, it's freshening it up. There's nothing to play for. Yeah. There were options. It is a strong bench. Um, were you surprised? And the players tired. No wonder they tired because you've got James and King who are the wrong side of 32 in both cases. Yeah. They're bound to tire yeah. towards, towards the end. Yet they were both on for the full 90 minutes weren't they yeah i mean he could have put omar taylor clark on there for for, for the last 20 uh for one of, for one of james or king but volumen seems to be suffering that role in the in the three um i think he's much you know much better in in a two uh he's be- better up front i don't think you could play him as a, as a, as a, as a one but then really i i don't like like you know like uh, wells as a one because i don't think he can hold the ball in advance of those three and i think he sometimes gets isolated like he did again last night and we could have easily changed uh bell from a uh 
uh, and you can know you could have you could have got Scott you could have got Scott in there as as well. Scott Scott was fit. Don't understand why he didn't play. He didn't get into the flow of the game when he did came on. It just seemed to be a token substitution, and he didn't yeah. look comfortable. And he didn't he didn't really give anything near his best. Uh, even though his free kick was was pathetic when we were right on the oh, edge of the area. A, the I, the I, that that was an absolute. Uh, shambles of a free kick and but are not untypical of most of the dead ball situations that we uh, we 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 find ourselves in um let's um get into the action uh, not so much in front of goal uh, as there was uh, for us in that good opening 45 against uh, Watford but Ian um not so much a goal chance but you know I, I've I've seen it a couple of times now bell Elbowed off, well, flattened on the edge of the box, possibly in the box. Penalty in your eyes? I think it is, actually. No, I think it's outside the box, but I think it's a red card. You do? Yeah. Yeah. It's outside the box, but it's, it's, a, it's a red card. So if the referee gives it, he has to send the kid off. So the referee bottled the decision. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Mark? Yeah, I think it was um, George Bulldog, wasn't it? it? Was sort of in the in, in the centre. Yeah, Sammy's near the, brother. Yeah, yeah, near the near the D, and it's it's that that thing where they just fall. The idea is that you fall with the player to make it look as like it's a coming together. It never gets never gets punished in in the championship. It would do if there there was traffic in the penalty area, but because it's uh, you know it's just two players with an early cross into the box. The referees usually behind plays with such the assistant referee. He won't. He won't give it. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a free kick or a penalty. Got to see it again. How close it is to the line. But if it's a foul, then it's a professional foul. It's a sending off. Mm. But there you go. Well, the you just don't was, get them, do you? It's interesting. The ball was going right across the edge of the area, as opposed yeah. to run. He was running towards it. Maybe that's what the referee, Mister Altringham, thought. Not one of our favourites. Well, it was a good. Well, it was a. It was a decent early cross because most of them were crap, weren't they? Yeah. Ian, um, good move from City on 12, King to um, Naki, Wyman, um, Kornick. Uh, he, that was the only real shot of note. He he was almost like juggling the ball. I, I mean, Kornick's a little bit like the curate's egg. He does something like that yeah, later on in the first half. He did some skill and then laid it straight to one of their players in a dangerous position, not unlike Casey Palmer used to do. But what did you think of Cornick uh, yesterday and that chance? Because that was a good move from City, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. well, the, the we didn't put anything towards Sheffield United's goal that the keeper couldn't throw his cap on. Mm. Um, and that was that was one example. Um, he's, he's not good enough. Mm. So we've signed another striker that's no better than the ones we already had. There we go. There we go. Um, so, so that you know, yes, some some lovely turns, um, played away. But as you said, final ball after that, awful. And yeah. that's it's no good beating three players and then kicking the ball at the back of the stand. No. You know, no. it's got to be end product. And we've got the big problem. We've got is we've got a non-scoring, non-assisting midfield. Yeah, the only one that can assist because he doesn't score. Uh, or very often is uh, Naismith, and yeah. he's only, he's only uh, played twenty games this season, and so he's thirty one next birthday. You know, he's not far well, behind Matty James. How old he is? I'm talking about his ability. Now, yeah, it does because it's all about having legs. Because that's why we tired significantly at the weekend. You know, uh, sorry, last night. You know, James and King were probably hanging at the end of it. Yeah, because well, you've got a two man mid and Vyman, as Chris Honor says, Vyman, he just runs around, pointing his bloody arms, running round and offers nothing. There's no controlled possession there at all. Had a good, had a good game, according to Nigel Pearson. Lots of energy. He's looking out of his ass, as far as I'm concerned, if he says that. Mark, um, Max has had his critic. He didn't really have a lot to do, but on 35 minutes, Eden uh, put Ndai in the clear. Good player, Ndai. Uh, Max spilled it before getting cleared. I mean... Should he have held on to that? It wasn't as dangerous as uh, as it as it. Um, I made it sound just there. What do you think? I've, yeah, I mean, I think there was there was no there was nobody near him. I mean, I think that generally that our our defence played really well at blocking him out in the first half. I mean, McBurney was anonymous, and Dye was picking the ball up on the left and, and having a bit of space. But generally, we defended really well. You know, yeah. there, were, there were no problems at all in the first half. That, that of note. 
No, there weren't. No, definitely, definitely. So interesting, uh, Ian, that uh, that as the halftime whistle went, yeah, there they are nestled in the top two. They've been there all season, and you could hear the sort of murmurs of discontent, like you get an Ashton Gate that hasn't seen uh, a team in the top six for God knows well since September. No, um, but that's a good sign when you get the home. The, the natives are getting restless at home. That was evidence of how good City had done in the first half. That there were booze one or two echoing around the ground, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's no end product. And no. that's the problem. When you're in the ascendancy, you have to score. And that yeah. doesn't matter if you're, in the, you're playing in the Premier League or the Downs League. You, yeah. you have to score. And we, we, we've, you know, there is an overall problem that our coaching staff are unable to solve. And that's scoring goals. And it's been the problem for the last 35 games. That's the vast majority of the season. Yeah. Now, why can't we cure it? Somebody tell me. I need to know. Professional. It's three quarters. It's three quarters of the season here. Yeah, well, it, that's what I'm saying. It's mm. not a minor issue. It's not a blip. It's not. Well, we've got good strikers. Well, weren't they scoring then? Well, well again, then it, it comes back. It, well, hang on, hang on, wait a minute. Then it must be service, right? Mm. And it is service because of the things I've said, and I've said it for the last 35 games. And got called negative. Oh, you're negative, saying we can't cross the ball. No, it's factually correct. Look yeah, at all put that. It, if you put it, if you put it out on the opposite side of the pitch or over the bar, I mean, the only the the the, the, the uh, supporters were in danger, and the ball boys because the keeper might as well have worn a, a coat and well, overcoat that's, last that's, night. Yeah, that, that's irrelevant. The idea is, if there's a bloke in the middle, that one of the best crosses of the ball we got, ironically, is Naki Wells, and George Tanner. Normally, he, he put one in Rose Ed last night. Is is not far that far behind him? No, but, well, I thought Tanner but, did. I thought Tanner did okay last night. He seems to be getting Tanner's a, Tanner's a good Tanner's a good fullback. We don't need somebody said, "Well, oh, we got to get another right back." What for? No, right back's not. You don't look at City's side and think, "Cool, if we had a right back, we'd be brilliant." We need well, the players I've kept on about for ages. We'll we'll find out tomorrow off off Brian Tinian what the likelihood is. I don't think it's much. And with the clubs that are coming down, I mean, look at the clubs that we could be starting off against next season. Our first, I know Southampton, Everton, and Bloody Leeds. Yeah, that could be our first three away games next season. Yeah, followed up by Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, and um, Plymouth. Well, well, maybe not Plymouth. Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, well, Plymouth for top. Darby. Give them some credit. Darby. <laughs> well, Darby. Yeah, Plymouth got more chance of going up automatically than mm. than uh, than Derby. So. Look, yeah. it's it, next season's massive, and I think Pearson's just about, by the skin of his teeth, done enough to get the summer, and then you've got to look at how, oh. how next season starts because people are saying, "Well, no, 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 you've got to stick with him for the whole year." Well, okay, no, I put a post on. on. I put wait, a post wait, on wait, just let me finish. We've got if we've got five points after the first ten games next season. Has he got to keep his job? Well, there you go. And I was saying on OTIB that if you're going to give him a contract, give it to him now because effectively he's well, going to have at his disposal this summer the sort of money that in a post-COVID world is not dissimilar to what um, Johnson spewed away in 2018. He's going to have... Just give me a reason, reason why you've got to give him a new contract. Now. Right, well, let's talk about that after we've wrapped up on the game. Sticking with the game, right. Mark, sticking no. with you. Um, one of the best crosses, if you could call it that, wasn't really a cross, but uh, we, 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 he got booked in the process as well. But that was a decent long throw by uh, Cornet, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, why, why book a player? You just add the time on at the end of the game. Just say, well, I'm adding this on. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, it, it's not like it's the ninety-third minute and the, we're trying to kill the game. You know, it's what it's one all or we're one nil up. What yeah. what is the point of booking a player for that? I mean, Sheffield United player did something similar uh, later on. So you could all you have to do is say to Cornet, "I'm adding this on. This is all yeah. going on the on, on on the clock. Just hurry up, will you?" Doesn't do you subscribe to the view, Mark? The referees are slightly biased towards ex-premiership clubs, or not really. I think they, just they, might be biased, they might be biased to more to home clubs. Mm. I think sometimes they can be intimidated by a crowd at certain grounds, yeah. you know, where they're right yeah. on top of on top of the on top of the play. 
yeah. uh, you know, you, you and I would certainly wouldn't want to be that position. And they tend, you know, they tend to give marginal decisions to the home side. But yeah, I'm not sure about it, about this Premier Premier League. Premier League thing. No, but, I think um, it's a bit of an urban that, I mean, that's just that that Cornick thing, just so stupid. And then, yeah. of course, later on, he gets all down, and 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 you know, there's no free kick given or card. He was visibly yeah. pissed off when he went. It was a good throw. It was a good throw, and maybe that's just that. Maybe that's why we signed him. Yeah, because he's good with long throws. I don't know that. <laughs> and also, just before that, actually, um, they had a free kick. I mean, look, they they had the pace in the second half. It was going to happen. Uh, Max. He got in a good punch under a lot of pressure there, didn't he? And I think it was Toby in the commentary said, and Chris, Chris Honor, you know, he was under a lot of pressure there. And he he, he showed, it was an element, an, an aspect of him showing that he's not a bad keeper, but is he a number one keeper for an aspiring championship side, which allegedly is um, what we are. Anyway, as the game developed, by that time they had uh, Manchester City, Loney, McAtee on, also on Nemesis. Billy Sharp uh, was on uh, as well. Um, Ian, the goal, uh, you know, as I think it was uh, Richard Forrester in the Bristol Live report of the game. It was the one moment of ingenuity and skill uh, when Ndai and McAtee combined. I mean, do you look at that and say, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a decent goal? Or can you point fingers at anybody? Well, Pearson's pointing fingers because he said uh, a couple of people fell asleep. Um, and it's, it's all very well. I mean, it's, it was a good shot, good finish. Uh, and I had been a nuisance all night and we dealt with him pretty well. Um, but that's what you get when you get a, a Premier League player, Man City player, England international, I think. Um come into your side and, and that's how Sheffield United have done it because let's not forget they're under a transfer embargo so um, yeah it, it's a um, it, it's a moment of quality from a quality player now that type of goal is the type of goal Alex Scott should be scoring for us coming forward from midfield yeah yeah Game past yeah. the ball. None of our midfield players do that enough. And one of the reasons they don't do it is the same reason the, the fullbacks don't do it all the time, is they're terrified that they'll get past the ball, <laughs> They the pass to them will fail, as it invariably does, and they'll be stuck out of position, and the guy that they're meant to be marking will be in about 20 Broken minutes. away, yeah. yeah. And it'll be on the break. So yeah. that's, that's why this season <laughs> we've stopped scoring goals. Yeah. Ian, um, you say people fell asleep I mean by implication the side it was um, it, it's Tanner and Viner's side of the defence although do you have to point a finger at um, the midfield not picking up the runner i.e. Yeah. is Andy King at fault there well all the midfield players somebody should have picked up the runner yeah. well, I haven't seen the goal back and looked at it in any any huge detail and it, it, looked, it, it looked a decent goal but um <laughs> You know, it wasn't one of those. You couldn't put it wasn't a howler like the two no. we let on on, on no. Saturday, but it was. Yeah, our goals avoidable. I mean, look, if he picked the ball up and volleyed it in the top corner from thirty-five yards, I'd be the first one to put my hands up and say, yeah. "Well, yeah, fair play to you." But he didn't do that, um, and it was it was going to come because when you're on top, you, like I said earlier, you need to score, and and they did. It, yeah. and if we're not, if you're not scoring goals, you aren't going to win many games of football, are you? No, no, absolutely. All right, Mark. Let me get, get your take on the goal. Uh, how did how did you how did you see it? It was just that one moment of individual brilliance that, um, as Ian said, we'd expect to see something like that from Scott, and he does it on all too few occasions. Uh, but you know, it, 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 we'd have been happy if we'd have scored that goal. So you know, you can't expect defenders to at this level to keep concentration levels high for a full 90 minutes, can you? But you do expect your midfielders to run. And when they're the ones that are a little bit lacking in pace because they're the wrong side of 30, yeah? What do you say? Well, they they had about five, we had about five players behind the ball and then die. And uh, McAtee, 
it's just dropped off to the left and he's just waiting for the ball through where all the players are attracted to the ball, including Tanner, who should be looking to his outside the trap McAtee and, and he, he just he goes to the left and there's a big there, there's a big hole and he just walks walks it towards the goal and puts it in. So it's a really poor goal to concede, uh, considering we you know we defended really well. You know, Cornet yeah. put his body on the line in you know in a in a goal mouth in a goal mouth scramble, and then and really apart from that save that Max made when he came out for and die in the first half, that there was nothing. It was just no. rank bad defending from a team that were visibly tiring. And what you alluded to, you know, King and James were going to tire. It, it, you know, it's bound to happen. Which is why um, you have Naismith on the bench, and you bring, yeah, and, you bring and Naismith. Omar, but we had Omar Taylor Clark as well, and yeah, I mean, he was yeah. he's been, he was good enough to start a couple of games. Why not? Why not throw him in? You know, if he's uh, if he's good enough, he's he's young enough. It doesn't really matter. I don't think he would have been overall playing for twenty mm. ten for twenty mm. minutes, tidying up in midfield. But yeah, we really need that some sort of calmness from from Cal Naismith. Um, twenty minutes, twenty minutes wouldn't have hurt, hurt last night. It seems we're wrapping him up in cotton wool. Um, you know, for the for the for the Rotherham game, why put him on the bench if if that was the case? He didn't really seem to have any any intention to play no. him. But no. yeah, the goal, just too many players ball watching. Great big, uh, great big gap on the left, and McAtee, you know, had the assuredness that was lacking all night from all the players on the pitch, and he hits it in the bottom corner. Mm. Game mm. over, really. Yeah, they got the ball in the net uh, late on as well, didn't they? But uh, it was Billy Sharp clattered. Sharp. Billy Sharp clattered. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he clattered Max. And but uh, we need a nasty forward like that, you know, as as we said. Um, Scott, he come on with about eighteen minutes remaining. Uh, we got a free kick in a good position. He won it himself. He's the most fouled player in the division. We know that. Uh, we keep being told. In, <laughs> we keep being told that. We keep being told that, and it it was. In a good position, it's a position that Naki usually has a pop sometimes, or Matty James, but Scott was there. Or Cal Naismith. Or Cal Naismith. <laughs> and I mean, it was interesting, a couple of people have said, I think on various threads, as, as all this transfer talk got to Scott, because his attitude, he didn't seem on it. And the, we'll talk about the manager's comments in a minute as well, but that free kick was a bloody disgrace for a player, so say worth 20 million quid. I thought, you know, and even Toby said, oh, he's going to try and curl this in the top corner. It hit the first man in the guts. It didn't even hit the bloke in the face. It was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. And I've been saying this for weeks now. We are not seeing, okay, he didn't get on until 75 minutes. We're not, I'm seeing flashes, no more than that, of a, I don't see regular, a player that is worth 20 million quid. What do you say, Mark? You know, and a free kick like that, you know, you whack it in. You know, that was that could have been the champagne moment of the last four games we're going to see him Ashton Gate. Agree? Yeah, I, mean, I think he was. I think he was fit enough to start. Um, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. He, he just wasn't in up to the up to the pace of the game. But you know. He, that usually doesn't it doesn't affect him. I mean, when he came on on Saturday, he he, he looked he looked fresh. You know, he, he made some great runs, released Conway down the left, didn't he? When we were two nil, mm. when we were two nil down, mm. Conway gets it across. We're unlucky not to score from you know from the rebound after Batman saves. Look very you know look very busy, but yeah, last night just just wasn't there. You know, looked a bit of an empty vessel. I, but, you know, I think he's he's. He's nineteen years old, and um, you know he's a human human being. We've got you've got to expect him. There's gonna, there's going to be lots of talk. He's not. He's gonna he's gonna hear a lot of that. You know, social. He has turned on social media. He's got all that noise in his ears, all that all that demand. Yeah. But we just expect him to do the business, and I think maybe that pressure has got to him. We just don't don't know. But we're going to lose him at the end of the season. But you say the pressure, and he's only nineteen. How old's that Mackety? Don't be don't similar know. age, I would have thought. Maybe. Don't 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 know. Um, but um, you know, everybody's human. We don't don't know what affects affects players. We expect them to be two dimensional, and we expect them to you know just switch on and switch off. But um, maybe you know maybe there's a, there's a lot of noise. People people in his ear. He'd, he'd never seem to let that affect him to now, but everybody's human, Dave. So, so well, of course, there you go. Of course, there. Um, Ian, uh, let's talk about. Uh, Nigel's post-match 
press conference. And one of the comments was about the subs coming on. And then he made the comment, I don't care who they are when it comes to needing to buck up their ideas. I mean, you always say Pearson agrees with, you agree with most of what Pearson says every week, but he praised his senior players and everybody's saying that his criticism, the under the bus was levelled at uh, Sykes, Conway and Scott. And I mean, Scott was only on for bloody 15 minutes, but this was a typical Nigel Pearson post-match comment. And, you know, what what should we read into that? And was it fair or unfair? Uh, it was un- it was unfair. What we should read into it is he was criticising the guys who came on his subs apart from the Mete. So the ones that came on were Sykes, Conway and Scott. I don't care who they are, was directed at Alex Scott. Uh, and if I was those guys, I'd be saying to my agent, well, if the right bid comes in, I'm, I'm off. There. Yeah. Um, you know, so Tom, uh, Tom who said on here, if Alex had a kick up the backside, good. But I looked at his performance last night. Yeah, the free kick was terrible. Apart from that, I don't think he was any worse. He, he was still better than Moyman. Um, and, and, you know, singling out the, the experienced players play well, Andy Boyman was awful. His passing was terrible. He's a shadow of the player he was last season. Well, no, he's a shadow. He's a, he's a, he's giving a typical, he's giving a worse than average. And yeah, you're right. he's a shadow of the player he was, but last season was a one-off. I've well, always it said matter, that. It doesn't matter. The, the, he has to have the ability to do it. If I'd have played last season, I wouldn't have had that sort of season, would I? So the ability is there. The fitness is there. But I'll tell you what it is. We haven't replaced the WSM. In fact, we got rid of it. Mm. That was what scored the goals and got the assist last season. So you say what you like about Chris Martin, but he was that back-to-goal pivot kind of character. All right, he ran out of legs in the end. But you had Antoine, who's a physical menace, uh, and you had Boyman picking up the pieces off them. And playing all the better for it. Now, we haven't done that. We haven't replaced it. And Andy Boyman, even at 10, isn't having a great season. And, and it's not a matter of, of um, oh, well, you know, it must be, a, it's a mystery. It's not a mystery. If you look at what we've done this season, we've tightened up the defence, but we've stopped scoring goals. So it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not rocket science. And if you add, add in the things that I've just said about us in the final third, those are all things that we've got to address in the summer and we've got to sort because it yeah. is, you know, it, but throwing people under the bus like that, Bobby said that he did it with Atkinson and he did it with Viner and it seemed to work, but it's interesting that Zach hadn't signed that new contract yet. And maybe somebody's tapped him up. We don't know, do we? You never know because don't yeah. forget, come June, come, well, come January of this he... year, he can sign he can sign a pre-contract with, with anybody abroad. Can't hear you, Dave. One of the best. Hello. Yeah, I, Dave. I can't hear you. All right, Dave. Uh, uh, until Dave comes back online, Mark. Uh, yeah. Talk us through. Talk us through what you do for the Rotherham for the Rotherham game. Would you Would you go unchanged again, or would you make some changes? No, I'd make some changes. Um, I bring Na- I bring Naismith back in, uh, possibly um, alongside alongside James. Uh, I'd have Mameti uh, on the left. Uh, I mean, you could have Com- and with Conway on Conway on the right. I don't know if you who you pick. Uh, you could have Scott. It's Scott in. It's you know the Scott is the uh, central one in the in the three, but I don't know who you play up front. Wells um, or maybe even go with 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 Iman. or would you carry on with Wells? Well, I'd I'd I'd, I'd freshen it up to be. Where the hell is that? <laughs> I freshen it up with uh, I, I do what I, I said I do before the Sheffield United game. I get Scott in for Vyman. I play Mametti on the left, Sykes on the right, and Conway down the middle just to freshen it up. I don't think if you start with Naismith, I think you've only got him for about forty-five minutes. 
if you um, because he's just he didn't look fit enough. Fair enough. If if Pearson decides he is fit enough, I think you could bring him in, give Andy King a rest, uh, and that would be uh, that would be enough changes for me, and should be enough to beat Rotherham. What do you think? Yeah, that should be enough to beat Rotherham. Although they got a great result against Burnley uh, last night, uh, you know, two one two one down. You you expected Burnley to close that out, but they scored an eighty fifth minute equaliser, and scoring two goals against Burnley isn't isn't a bad thing. So you know, as usual, we can't take. They were a goal up as well, Rotherham, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can't take it for granted against any teams, especially the way that we play, and we we got to be aggressive and we got to create chances because they'll be hitting those balls. To Jordan Hugo, so uh, you know we, we're going to have going to have to be competitive, and you know after that we got if probably our last chance to win a game because we got Burnley the following week, last chance yeah, to win a home got, game, so it's going to be tough. Don't forget you got QPR. Don't forget you got QPR away. So we oh yeah, to... but I mean a home. I'm sorry, I mean a home game uh, well, because you know the Burnley game will be tough. Here's, here's an interesting stat we can discuss, and this is courtesy of, of Nigel Whittle. Um, to give him to give him a shout, um, Bristol City have had more possession in twenty games this season and won two of them. <laughs> of our thirteen wins, we had more possession in two. We've won eleven with less possession. Does that tell you that we can't play in possession, and if sides sit in, we're going to struggle desperately? Yeah, because we can't, we can't, un- we can't unlock teams. We haven't got away. Uh, you know, we don't pass the ball quick enough, or we haven't got somebody, in, you know, who can get on the get on the end of crosses or on the end of chances with any physical presence in the penalty area. And we are probably a, like like a few teams in this division a better counter attack inside. You know, we rely on you know we rely rely on the counter attack. But I mean, the reason the goals are dried up, we we just don't have the players like Semenya who, who can who can break the lines, who, who can beat players like like he did. Uh, you know, where we had that, uh, we finished the season strongly with a WSM. We're nothing like that now. Mameti will grow into a, a better player, but he's not. You know, he's nowhere near that yet. But I've no doubt he will. You know, we we will be somebody to rival. Uh, uh, Antoine Semenyo, but we try and walk the ball into the net, Ian. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, we only had one shot goal out, scored outside the box this season. Vimans against Blackpool. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, it is the problem. Do you? So, how do we cure that? If you say we accept that as a fact, and I think from the stats that Nigel's put forward and I've just repeated, um, it's a fact. Now, I can't believe that. Um, the with the amount of analysts we've got, that people at our club don't understand that. But how do we how do we cure that? And do we cure it by formation? Because is the only way we you know would sign in a good number nine type back to goal hold up player uh, affect us? Somebody that can flick win flick ons. How do you how would you go about curing it? Well, I think we, you know, we lack players who can who who can hold up, hold the ball with with back with the back to goal. I mean, I think we're trying, we are trying to become a better passing side, but we we rush it, don't we? We 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 just lack that technical ability in in, in the final third to bring it off. I mean, last night we tried we tried to put past the ball quickly and just made a complete hash of it. Well, is it, is it is it there for players' composure? Because let me give you an example. Andy Byman had mm. a fantastic season, 22 goals, 10 assists, something like that. He cannot lack the ability or the composure to do that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it last season. You can't be lucky. for. And some of the goals he scored were absolute belters, weren't they? You know, I'm thinking about the volley at Cardiff and... Various other things like that. Yeah, the volley, the volley at, at Blackburn, we you know with a with a slice spinning ball from Joe Williams, oh, slice shot. Unbelievable, unbelievable goals. Now, so obviously the ability is there. It yeah. can't not be. Yeah, and you can't lose that much ability in a few months. So why isn't that happening for him? Is it the setup? Is it the formation? Is it the players around him? Uh, I, I think it's a, to, my view is is the players around him in the fact that no more Semenyo, no more Chris Martin. 
yeah, I think that he uh, he he's better as a as a, as a you know somebody who plays in the middle in the middle of the pitch and gets on the end of chances. No doubt, he, you know they had, those three players had an under, had an understanding and and they combined well together. You know some 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 of our goals at the end of last season were you know brilliant interplay between the three of them. You just haven't seen that uh, this season because we've I mean we just changed the 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 uh, you know playing a playing a four a four two three one uh, rather than a, than a three five two which we abandoned um, after Christmas. But I think he he suffered from that. He just doesn't seem um, he just seems to get lost in games really. Um, you know he's been he's been asked to play a different role, and it's it's really affected his game. There just haven't been the chances there for him, or anybody like an Antoine Semenya who, who can break the lines and set him up, or nobody with the physical abilities of a Chris Martin, and who can who can you know create that space as well. That's the problem. You know we got more lightweight players, faster players, and we rely a lot more on pace with Wells. With Conway, with Bell, and and with Mametti, but they don't have a physical presence like like Semenyo or or uh, or Martin. So I think that's really really affected Antoine and has really affected Andy and the fact that he's playing a, a bit deeper. So yeah, I, I mean, if he played if he played uh, in a forward role uh, and perhaps had a stronger player alongside him or behind him, I think he'd be better off. But yeah, I think the change in formations uh, badly affected his game. So if, if we move to um, the summer, uh, we've got three games to go. We're not going to get relegated. We're, we're not going to get, we're certainly not going to get anywhere near the playoff. If we move to the summer and say, well, there's an interesting conversation on Sound of the City um, with Ellie, Matt uh, and um, Nigel talking about how they saw this season in terms of a mark out of a 10. And it was a question of what do you want to do in the summer? And I think most of them, I have to say, agreed uh, agreed with the, the positions I've noted. But if I said to you, how many players do you think we need in the summer to mount a challenge for the playoffs? Because this is Nigel Pearson's year three. He will have had five windows by the time we get to the start of the season. Um, he's already signed 14 players. So how many players do we need? And, and make it a bit easier, assuming Alex Scott is sold, and I don't think that's as nailed on as people seem to think it is, but let's assume it. Alex Scott sold, Thomas Callas says no thanks, and Jada Silva says no thanks, and off they go. So those three players are gone. How many players do you think we need to sign and in what positions? I think you need about six. And because of the injury to Rob Atkinson, the fact that you're losing Callas, and of course you've lost uh, Nathan Baker as well into retirement, I think you need a couple of centre-backs. Uh, you definitely need a lead-back, so that's that's free. I think you need a couple of central midfielder players because you can't rely on Cal Naismith, Joe Williams, uh, Andy King, He'll play have a player coach role. Um, I mean, he's already featured this season, which is a shame because I think he could make a bigger contribution. He he could have made a few more substitute appearances. Um, whether he's had injury problems, I don't know. I think Matty James is is still there, so I think you need a couple of midfield players, and you definitely need need another forward. So I'd say at least at least six players, but you know the two at centre back because of the Atkinson situation. And I think, you know, we're going to have to go into the low market. No question at all. And it would have, but it would, all, it would all depend on the, on the money that we get for Scott if we sell Scott. You know, it's like it's, it's a bit like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's a bit like shares going up and down at the moment because of his form. But I'd expect something in the region of 20 million offer to come in. Uh, and that will facilitate some signings. But... Not forgetting, not forgetting that we've we've got the nine million up front and the potential of one point five million for Semenya that we've already got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine the most uh, most of the uh, of any transfer uh, fees are going to be paying down the debt 
and we're going to be shopping in 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 a in a pool of which with players who are going to cost no more than one and a half to two million maximum. Um, this talk about going for League One or two players, maybe a couple, but I think you've got a, so you've you've got a set. About, you, 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 even if we get the money for Scott, so let's say we'll, we'll call it twenty million for ease mm. of members, and we know we've got nine for Antoine, and we've got the potential of a one point five, probably based on something like Bournemouth retaining their Premier League status, which is looking mm. a lot better than it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. So let's call it around 30 million. You still don't think we bring in anybody it I don't know, between three and five million, perhaps one player. Uh no, I don't I, I personally I don't I don't think we would, no. I think we look look in the slash slash the wage bill. I mean there's nothing as as, a, as such as a sustainable sustainable club. But you know, I think the club would be looking upwards and think, how the hell have, have you know Luton Town, you know, uh, how are they done? You know, how are they getting into the playoffs the last two seasons uh, with with their wage bill? Similarly, with Barnsley, uh, a couple of seasons ago, their 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 wage bill was was bot, you know, in the, in the, probably in the bottom three uh, in the in the Championship, and. But that means a much better recruitment policy, getting you know young, hungry players. But they've got to be complemented in by I think by a couple of, of Premier League loanees. Other clubs do it, and if we get the money spread over a season, if we perhaps we get if we could get some of those uh, the, those wages subsidised, that sometimes happens. You have to come to an agreement uh, with the loaning club. Then I don't see an issue an issue with that because. Uh, I mean, we we got some very. We know our academy is is excellent. We're bringing players through some out of necessity, like Omar Taylor Clark, because of injuries. But if we can sort out some of the injury problems that we keep getting, especially the soft tissue ones, and but it's it's going to be recruitment again, isn't it? It's all down to that, and that's uh, that's a complete unknown. It's just you know sitting there praying the club get it right this time, because well, that it, will decide it, that will decide Pearson's future, wouldn't it? Well, it will do, and 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 I think if so, if if we move on, I mean, we agree basically on that. There is some talk that we need an experienced goalkeeper, but I think it's difficult without knowing where Stefan Bajic is, because he's been out on loan. I don't think any of us, I certainly haven't watched him play, and I haven't read much about watching him play. Uh, anybody that has got the opportunity to watch uh, French football whether they've seen him play. Um, but I will look at his stats later on today. Uh, I suppose the question is, if he is not ready yet, to coin that well-worn phrase, and Harvey Wiles-Richards isn't ready yet, then I suppose we do need uh, an experienced uh, competitor, we'll call it, for Max. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Max, Max is OK, decent shot stopper. Uh, to be a great goalkeeper, you've got to be able to dominate your pen, penalty area. You know, needs somebody with a. I mean, you've got to be mad to be a goalkeeper anyway. But it's got somebody's got to put their body on the line, claim balls that, that that they can punch when necessary. You know, dive at players' feet, take the odd the odd blow blow to the head. But there's nobody really. Um, you know, we've only got one goalkeeper. There's no competition since Daniel Bentley left. So we need we need a strong number two or somebody who uh, who's you know is equal to equal to Max, um, you know perhaps like a, a Nicky Mindpah. I think you, you perhaps look for players being released by other clubs, players that are coming on trial. Um, but yeah, there's been no talk around Bajic at all, is there? Really? I mean, he played played yeah. in the Lincoln game and then he disappeared into the ether. I, well, I don't think they. I don't think Wiles Richards is ready to ready to come in. Only if Max gets injured, uh, and that'd be a last resort, wouldn't it? Well, another young lad called Casagrande who plays for the um, under twenty ones. Um, but okay, so that's something that people at the club are going to decide. Bear in mind, you can always get a goalkeeper on emergency loan, so it's not the disaster if you don't get one in the window that um, that it would be for an outfield player. I, I agree with all those positions that you've um, highlighted. I agree mm. with the fact that we've got to explore the loan market and Scott's mm. those money will enable us to pay some pay part of at least some of the players' loans. 
And I think that is got to be something when you when you look at the quality of some of these loans that I, I highlighted the lads at Middlesbrough, Ramsey, Archer, and you look at the lads that uh, Sheffield United have had this season. I think it's fair to say that they wouldn't have done anything like as well as they had without those players. They only spent four million on Akmahedzovic, if I think, forgive me if I uh, pronounce his name wrongly, the centre back that they got from Malmo. He's the only real big fee that they spent. I mean, if you look at Ndai, uh he came from Boreham Wood, didn't he? Uh, he's 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 uh, you know born born in uh, in France, but uh, you know really you know came up through through non through non league and took a while to settle there and they really seeing... on, on Santa Berber when they were in about sixteen million I think when they were in the Prem. So they yeah. were, you know but they were a summer they've only I think that's the only fee they spent is on the uh, on the on the centre back, isn't it? Well I, I think it, it, it I don't know at which point they got put under the transfer embargo, but they mm. were under the transfer embargo. I mean obviously that won't affect them selling a player, but it will stop them bringing buying somebody to bring them in. Um, otherwise, they finish. And I think, to be honest, if they did happen to miss out on automatic promotion or not go up, let's put it mm. that way, um, I think they could have serious financial problems. But I think the the takeover of the club could be um, dependent on Premier League status. Let's let's move back to Bristol City and talk about how do you rate this season? And if I if I rate it first. And explain how I um, how I rate any season, and then you explain where you rate it and and, and how you work work out that that number. Um, I'll I'll ignore a, a relegation season uh, because that would be somewhere between naught and five or naught and four, I'd say. So where where I go is. Five out of ten is survival, so basically stay put in the SBC. Uh, six out of ten stay put, but significantly improve our league position. Say if we were eighteenth one season, twelfth the next. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten would be the playoffs. Eight out of ten would be the playoff final. Nine out of ten win the playoff final, and ten out of ten win automatic promotion. That's either as champions or second place. So. Our season, this season, I would, at the moment, it, it depends on the last three games, to be honest. It depends if we, if we finish, where we finish in the table. But let's say at the moment, if I had to classify it, it would be a six out of ten. Stay put, but improve our league position um, by more than one or two places. So how, how would you rate this season? And it doesn't need to be... The way I've rated it, you might say, well, I think getting the playoffs is a nine or something. So how would you rate it? I'd rate it as a six out of ten. Um, the first eight games, I mean, recovered from those two defeats against Hull and Stoke. Uh, of a six-match unbeaten run. I know this sounds cheesy, but we lost momentum um, with the break because of the, 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 you know, the Queen's passing. And we came back and played Norwich when we should have won. Um, you know, lost 3-2. And then Burnley, we should have got at least a draw there. Uh, and then there was an international break, came back and looked, promptly lost to QPR. I, you know, we we looked really good with um, with Cal Naismith. And of course, once he departed the stage, he was supposed to be out for 10 days. That that, that was about 10 games bar, bar, you know, with the World Cup on top. We recovered after Christmas. After an awful game against West Brom, got those two results against Millwall and Coventry away, two good points. And sort of, we've always threatened a, a run, but without doing anything. So we've done well here and there, you know, got a good result, got a good, you know, that, that penalty against Sunderland. But those last seven games, Seven away games, you know, with Man City in, in, you know, just just before six six blanks when we gone unbeaten. I think before the Cardiff game, we gone unbeaten since uh, since October against Reading. So it's just that failure to score, create chances, and score goals that's been that's been our been our problem. And that's been a real blight on our season and the fact that, you know, that, that Naismith's been out. We seem to compensate for the fact that he was out, but the, the, the form away from home 
has fallen off a cliff, uh, you know, it, from from March onwards. Apart from that that result, it's Stoke, where we've turned it around in the last quarter of an hour, and it's a real shame because you know we've been competitive at home, but it masks the fact that we stopped scoring. We scored sixteen goals in those opening league uh, in those opening eight games, and thirty four. In, in in you know in the next thirty five is 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 awful form, it really is, and and that needs to be addressed because we play like that at the start of next season because you know one of the contributors, of course, to those goals was Antoine Semenya. There's no no Semenya uh, there, and you know we got to replace those goals, haven't we? Yeah, and and I suppose somebody made the point to me the other day. Well, we, you know we've. We, we've lost a ten million pound striker, probably worth a bit more if his uh, contract didn't just have a year to run. Mm. We've lost we've lost a ten million pound striker, and we haven't replaced him, or we've replaced him with a kid. And yeah. it, you know, I, I don't wholeheartedly agree with that, but it is a, it is an excellent point to make. So if we let's let's say we get out of this season, I a few uh, weeks ago, probably eight weeks ago, when we were talking about points predictions. Um, I my final number for the season was fifty seven, and we're on. Is it fifty three now? We're on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be another four points from the next three games, and for me, that would be uh, probably lose lose to Burnley, uh, or possibly get a draw, beat Rotherham, um, and probably draw at QPR. That might do it, um, or QPR might have a lot more to play for that last game of the season than us, but. If we if we think about it, um, so next season for the manager, he's this will now be his third season. He will have, as I said earlier, he'll have he'll have had five windows. Let's assume he brings in these six players that we've talked about. Mm. Is it unreasonable for us to expect a playoff challenge next season? And I'll say up front. No, I don't think so. And I think it's all it's mandatory that if he brings in six players in, um at, that we um that we make a playoff challenge. Uh, the thing is you, you you'd say, you know, you you've got to, you've got to build slowly, but you know, if you look at the likes uh of Luton Town, if they can keep do if they can keep doing it, what when why can't why can't we? You've got to aim for that, but it, you know it's it's gonna again it's gonna be based you know based on the recruitment and and having you know and and score and scoring goals, so it's an unknown. But that that's what sport does for you, isn't it? So uh, just suppose, uh, Nigel Pearson has that summer. We've got apart from Rob Atkinson, because listen to me, he only had the ACL operation six weeks ago, mm. so he's not going to be back. I don't think until the end of the year. People are saying October. I said October. I, I don't know. I think it'll be between October and Christmas. So it could, it's a, it could be a six or it could be a six or nine month job, couldn't it? Really, depending on the, yeah. It's how the same he one, that back up. Same, same one as Andy Byman had. He said he's back in the gym um, and he's he's riding a bike and doing all that kind of stuff. Try, just basically trying to build the muscle back up. So yeah, uh, we play the first. 10 games of next season, five home, five away in the league. Don't worry about cup games. And we've got five points out of 30. We'll obviously be bottom of the league, you would think. Are you then getting nervous about the manager? Well, yeah, obviously. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, that's just occurred to me, to have some sort of impetus, normally, you know, clubs. Club, I mean, Nigel Pearson's a bit of an anomaly, isn't he, in 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 the uh, championship because of our our league position. A lot of the clubs would have they would have sacked him, wouldn't they? Uh, a lot of clubs, like you know, are quite happy to change their manager regularly if they're if they're not progressing. Uh, so we're a bit, we're a, you know our club are a bit, a bit of an, an anomaly uh, where that's concerned. Apart from you know where we we get we get nervous. You know we appointed Dean Alden. We didn't give him that that long, did we? During the uh, the co the COVID times, I don't think any crowds were present when uh, his teams were playing. Um, Lee Johnson was probably given too long. You know, play, play, you know managers like O'Driscoll weren't 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 given very long at all. So 
to come from a club that's been quite stagnant in terms of our progress, uh, and you know somebody who would have had would have had about six transfer, you know, five, you know, four transfer windows beforehand to do something to go from that to a club challenging from the playoffs is a bit of a leap, wouldn't you agree? So. You know, oh. because there's there's no you know where's the impetus uh, the fr- the fr- the fresh approach that that that's something that that Nigel Pearson will have to bridge because like I said in the ch- in championship terms he's quite on, you know he's long in the tooth isn't he at City? Yeah, I mean, I I think next season we should be going for the playoff, uh, and and I wouldn't say if somebody said to me so would you fire Pearson if he doesn't get us to the playoffs the answer is no. But if if we have the sort of season that Luton, Millwall, Preston, Coventry, Blackburn are having, then he keeps his job, in my opinion, because he'll, he'll have done all right. But he will have also, if he signed six, he will have also brought in 20 players. So the these aren't my players. Uh, we've got dead wood here. We need to cut the wage bill. I think all the excuses, if you want to call them excuses or reasons, are gone. Um, and I think we really, I think he's, he's done just about enough to get um, the summer. Uh, bear in mind, as you quite rightly said earlier on, uh, he's going to be getting a, a reasonable amount, of, well, a decent amount of money to spend, given where that we're post COVID and where the club and the championship is now. So I don't, I think the excuses are gone, um, and I think it, it's. It's time for him to take full responsibility. It's his team, his coaches, his players, and uh, I think it's time to really go for it. So I think it's coming up to ten thirty. We need to wrap up now, Mark. So have you got any uh, final thoughts before the Rotherham game? And um, I just want us to be ag- aggressive where it matters, uh, you know. And, and you know, I'm really positive on Saturday and give us give the fans something to cheer. Because um, you know we, we've 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 we we promised uh, a, a lot in the last two games, but delivered nothing. So we really need to. I want us to get three points on Saturday and, and really earn it out there on the pitch. Leave everything on the pitch. Give the fans something to cheer, and then you know we'll go into the Burnley game uh, with a chance. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Can you hear me now? I can hear yeah. you, Dave. I've dialed into my. I've dialed into my own. Uh program i'm out in the car park at work i don't know what happened there but you've kept it going excellently guys uh i was just going to say you're obviously wrapping up now i need to wrap up and process it but uh finish what you're going to say and then uh we'll, we'll call it uh, we'll call it quits for today <laughs> yeah no, I'd, I'd absolutely concur with mark what mark said we need a home win against rotherham and it wouldn't be lovely if we could uh beat burnley and go A into the QPR game, which is looking like it's going to be a vital game for them on a high. Um, we we uh, we owe them a performance up at QPR because they, they ran rings around us at Ashton Gate early in the season. I was, and I was amazed to see them lose their manager and drop down the table as they did, but they have. So um, with best wishes to everyone. It's been a it's been a good show. Sorry, Dave, had to drop out technical issues. But we've but I'm back in now. I'm back in now. And all I would say about the upcoming day. Yeah. Elvis Elvis left the building and he was outside yeah. in his car. Apparently, we were. Yeah. All I all I'd say about the upcoming all I'd say about the upcoming game is just no typical Bristol City. We'll lose to Rotherham, we'll beat Burnley, won't we? That's what's going to happen. Never surprised. Never surprised me. All right. Never surprised me. All right. Thanks, everybody. everybody. And well done, Ian and Mark, for uh, standing Thank in. You. I disappeared. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. 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 Happy today. Gonna put my cares in a whistle. Blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. 
I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba-bubbing along. Red Robin come bob bob bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.